Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord, and I'm grateful for you stopping by. And if we were in person, so to speak, you would see a huge, unabashed smile on my face because I am still smiling from my morning conversation with Hope Reagan and Alice Oakley of Education Resource Group, also known as ERG. They are based in downtown Winston-Salem, and I kicked off my Saturday morning in their beautiful office that that felt like I was on the set of some sort of hip HGTV show, and I had the opportunity to learn and reconnect with old friends and learn about their story, and I hope that you enjoy our conversation as much as we did. So sit back, relax, get yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your favorite beverage is and tune in to a cubicle breaking conversation with Hope Reagan and Alice Oakley, the founders of Education Resource Group. Here we are live in person with, with two pretty cool people, two bandmates, and we are in the heart of Winston-Salem, a town so nice, they named it twice. And I am very grateful to, to be here in the, the heart of ERG here at Bailey Plant with Hope Reagan and Alice Oakley. And we are gathered in, I guess, what is a, a conference room, which used to be a, what did this, what did this room used to be? Like it, a, it was part of the, the RJR power plant. Yeah. Wow. Imagine all the stuff that happened in here. But anyway, we're in a converted warehouse, which is now an office space. And I am so grateful to be here with two neighbors, two bandmates, uh, Hope and, and, and Alice. So welcome to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Sean. Yeah. We, um, as, as often as when I do have guests on, um, we spend the better part uh, I think we've spent the better part, part of an hour just having an informal conversation, <laughs> and which I which I've enjoyed, and uh, and I, I know we'll keep the uh, momentum going. But but for those folks that that may not be familiar with ERG and what you all do for schoolhouses and and and, and teachers, I would love maybe maybe your elevator escalator speech on on ERG and and, and what you all do. You want to start? Yes. Yeah, so, um, Education Resource Group, we call we call our company ERG for short. Um, we are a professional development company, and our specialty is job embedded coaching. And um, we go into schools and we work with teachers live um, with their real kids in real time in their real classrooms, and we are able to show teachers um, different ways to instruct students and watch them teach and then give them feedback. Feedback is um, one of our main um, components of our coaching model. Um, We believe that um, teachers grow when they know what they're doing well and then they set goals for ways to improve their instruction. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I hope just nailed it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you get the prize, though. <laughs> okay. How are you going to follow that? Yeah. Right, right. I was going to say, um, I think what, what we do is what she just said. We do that really well. We just can meet people where they are and move them forward, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so we're not about one size fits all, even though we can make a project that is common across the school or common across the district. We're really good at the minutia of okay, where is this teacher, where is third grade, where is eighth grade, where is the biology department or whatever, um, and just moving them forward. And, and we're just passionate about it because we were teachers. Mm. Yeah, I always like to say that, you know, even though my current role is, is, is principal by trade, I'm a teacher. By trade, I'm a high school English teacher. And I, 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 I maybe, maybe that's why we vibe so well together because our hearts are, are in the classroom. You know, with, with the RG and, and, and everything with the pandemic, what, what would you say is a trend that you all see as a, as a need? What are you guys getting calls about, hey, we need ERG services for, for this? And do you, do you, is there, I guess, just within the pandemic and everything that's going on, is there a trend of need? I, I think, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I'm just going to say it, and then you clean it up and make it sound nah, good. Nah, nah. Um, it's, but, it's all good. It's, it's G-rated too, folks. Yeah, but there's, no, the, there's no panic button in here. I think what has <laughs> been surprising to me is that I'm not a young person anymore. And I think what is surprising to me about post or middle of pandemic is there's been an extreme regression where things that we were working on and struggling with, you know, 20 years ago, I'm seeing that again. And so it's things like, you know, what are we teaching? What are the standards? Staff in and out like crazy, like principals drowning in staffing issues, transition issues, no subs, Mm -hmm. who is actually teaching the children. And so we're really struggling with that. And I think that, we as a company had evolved and we offer about eight different focuses of projects. One of the things that we've kind of come back to is this idea of just some really, really solid pedagogy work Mm -hmm. of here's how we teach and here's how we feel empowered about that as educators. And so, um, the, the pandemic in my mind has accelerated a lot of things. Like we knew staffing issues were coming. We knew that we don't have the pipeline that we need in education. We knew that we're, you know, burned out and dying in education. Yeah. <laughs> and the pandemic just accelerated all of that. And so in my experience, my own children, when they got back in the buildings from lockdown, you know, they, a weight was lifted off their shoulders. But our educators have more. Yeah. And so in some ways, our children right now are better than our educators in that the weight was lifted for them, but our teachers have picked it up. It's, that's, that's an excellent point, you know, when, when you think about it, because all of the things that we've talked about, you know, prior to pandemic, like achievement gap, you know, uh, digital divide, all of these kind of isolated issues, which were, were circling the schools as wagons, so to speak, right? right? right. And, and now the pandemic, whether, whether we liked it or not, you know, it's, it, it, we all got slammed at once as a perfect storm. Like, mm-hmm. a, like, it wasn't just one Sputnik moment. It was about 50 Sputnik moments and, and all, all hitting us at all sides from, 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 from different directions. So 
I, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that just in terms of like, as you, as you put it, like, wow, that, that, that happened at such supersonic mm-hmm. speed. And, and it overwhelmed schoolhouses, it overwhelmed principals like, like myself, it overwhelmed teachers, TAs, paraprofessionals, all, 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 all of those things. So how do we get out of it? <laughs> How do we, how do we carry on, right? You know, how do we? Oh, I know. I mean, that keeps me up at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of, um, I think the space that ERG is in and that Hope and I are working on is we we get out of it one teacher at a time. Of, mm-hmm. you know, we have to help extend grace, help people extend grace to themselves, and then also g- equip them with the tools that matter now in 2022, not necessarily the things from 1950 that some of us were using, um, that the systems are crumbling. And so helping teachers be their best selves in our classrooms Mm. is the best way to get at helping children be their best selves. You know, and and that echoes for, for me um, a, pre- a couple of previous guests, I mean, the, that, that I've had on principal liner notes, Julie Hassan, uh, a shout out to her, the work that she's done with Safe, Seen, and Stretched uh, in terms of the, the impact of teachers mattering and that we, we need to extend really sincere and authentic grace for teachers because what they're doing is, is, so, is so, so powerful. Um, what are what are your thoughts, Hope, on on, on teacher impact and 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 in, in the level of, of the of the pandemic right now? Well, I'll piggyback on on Julie's work. Yeah, um, I saw um, a post from her, uh, and she said that she had she knew a really good teacher that had yeah. decided to yep. quit teaching. It's heartbreaking. And um, the teacher said, "This is not hard work. It's the wrong kind of hard work." And so that, I've been thinking a lot about that post. And um, I, <clears throat> I think that um, what, what I'm worried about is because everything has come together in this perfect storm that we've lost sight of actually teaching our children. We're, um, we're just doing things. We're doing stuff. We're mm-hmm. um, in, in panic mode. We're in crisis mode in the classrooms. And our, our, our kids are, are sitting there looking at us, running around, doing these things. And um, I think that, you know, we have to, to get refocused on um, meeting the students where they are. So they are, there's regression. And the dichotomy, unfortunately, has gotten larger. So we were working on closing the gap, and this pandemic happened, and the, pa- the, the gap just increased overnight. And so, you know, I think that we have to accept that, and we have to just do, you know, the best we can to meet the students where they are and move them forward as quickly as we can to catch them up. So, I, you know, I think that, you know, um, that, you know, we just have to, to give teachers time to teach. Yeah. And, um, you, know, you know, try to take away some things from them so that they can have time to teach and plan. Um, 
one thing that I see and I'm passionate about is um, there's a tremendous amount of testing that goes on. Oh yeah, I, you, you all may have heard about testing. Those of you, yeah, yeah. Wonder what, yeah. Wonder how that's working out. And uh, and I so can't. I just you know use this analogy. Alice and I use this analogy of you weigh the cow, you weigh the cow, you weigh the cow. At some point, you have to feed the cow. Yeah. So I think that you know we need to decrease our assessment times and the assessments that we do give should be high quality formative assessments mostly Mm -hmm. and then use that information to teach and we should have a lot of time to teach and so I'm a real big advocate of being very picky about the assessments that you give Mm -hmm. and I'm also very picky about not filing those assessments in file 13 and moving on using them with your instruction So I think like what Alice said, that we need to just get back to some good basic practices. Um, You know, just what do good lessons look like? How do we meet students where they are? What assessments are high quality? And what is going to tell us what students actually need in the moment of learning? I'm a a real big advocate of formative assessments that are are in the act of learning. and so, so that we can actually see students think, we can see what they need. Um, and so. You know, you, you mentioned hope and I would be remiss. You, you made a, a, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but, you, but you, you, you made a slight reference to a Beatles song when you said, get back. <laughs> and, and again, there's, this is not a Beatles pop quiz or, or anything like that, but you know, when, when the Beatles did the Get Back Project, it was, and again, I, I don't know how well-versed you are in the Beatles, and I apologize for geeking out. You, you know, this is part of the territory when you roll right. with me. I, I am a geek, okay? But they, they got back, so to speak, or their version of Get Back was getting back to being a band and, and, not, and recording music live and not using all of the, the, the technical innovations and just really getting back to what they were as a band. And I think so often, you know, with, with, with teachers and, and education, there's some kind, sometimes there's a disconnect because we say, you know, get back to the root of your core and the root of your why, but don't, don't do practices from the 50s, you know. So how, how can we help teachers? I want, I want to build on that just a little bit. How can we help teachers and educators, principals such as myself, get back. What, what, is it, what does that look like now, you know, uh, in terms of classroom practice, leadership practice, instructional framework, all, all those things. How can we get back like the Beatles? I, I submit well, that for everybody. Okay, yeah. great. We're going to solve that right now. Yes, right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, Hope definitely touched on it. Yeah, the, the formative the, assessment. The formative assessment. And so that, that's a big fancy word for saying you know, be thoughtful about what you're planning and having students do and thinking about the learning outcomes, Mm -hmm. not just activities. 
And I'm the first one to say that I was doing some of that 1950s stuff when I started teaching in the 90s. Same here. You know, I was signing projects. I didn't know why. Mm -hmm. Like, why was I doing that? I don't know. And I was (laughs) off. I wasn't teaching the standards of any sort. I didn't even know standards existed back in the day. That's how old I am. Yeah. We didn't even have standardized tests at that time. Well, well, looking at the documentary, which we'll talk about, and looking at some of the, the pictures from your youth, we are in the pretty much in the same demographic, yeah. give or take a year or two, you know, and, and proud children of the 70s. Right, that's right. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Happy days. Yes. Um, Tuesday nights, Laverne and Shirley afterwards. I loved it. Yes. And I got to stay up with special to see Three's Company. It came on at 9. Really? Yep. I got to extend it to 9.30 bedtime on that night. To, to this day, because 8.30 was our bedtime, and it was a harsh bedtime, so there was a lot of things that I did not get to see until later <laughs> as an adult. So, like, when, when Little House on the Prairie, because that was, my, my mom controlled the TV fiercely, so I was not allowed to watch Three's Company. Mm-hmm. That was considered to be a little... Risque. Risque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, when I was adult, you know, I got to watch these things, but, you know, to this day, any, every time that I see the closing credits... Of Little House on the Prairie, it's like it's time for bed, you know. So because it yeah. ended at eight thirty or whatever, whatever, right, whatever right, it was, right. you know. But, but 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 anyway, I yeah yes. yeah that was a good rabbit hole we went down. Um, so <laughs> the 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 sort of the what the way out a little bit, a little step forward with instruction is thinking about um, the learning outcomes. What do we want students to learn, mm-hmm. not what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. And so those are two different things, and the do helps with the learn, but we can't just say, oh, we're doing, you know, a Black History Month project, mm-hmm. just because we've always done it, we need to think about, well, what do we want students to learn from that mm-hmm. experience? And so thinking about the indicators of success, we call those success criteria in formative assessment world, and, and so thinking about, well, if my students are aligned with our social standards, social studies, or even research, or, you know, you can make it interdisciplinary, but what is the learning that we're trying to accomplish, and how are we setting up this project to actually do that, and not be a recall situation, not just regurgitate information, and so thinking about that, that's the kind of data that Hope was talking about, of we don't need a standardized test. We can look at what were we wanting these children to do. Mm-hmm. Were they able to do it? How are they showing their basic. learning? <laughs> yeah. And so we don't need to shut down instruction to test. We have it right in front of us. We have the children. We have their work. Mm-hmm. We have their project. We have their voices. We can see the learning. And so it's simple but complicated, but it requires a major shift. Yeah. With, with a lot of with a lot of variables in that shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I referenced the documentary, and uh, I, I don't know, I, I've, I've never, you, you guys are the first people that I've ever met that are the subject of a documentary. <laughs> I, I don't know, I, 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 you know, so I'm, I'm fanboying out a little bit, and I, I've known you guys for a while, and, and, you know, I got a little nostalgic. I mean, again, I saw the pictures Aww. of you guys from, from the, the, the 70s and 80s, and, and I thought, well, that was that was a bold move and, and a brave move and, and I loved it and and I loved um, I, I just and then seeing some of the the places and references that you you referenced in the documentary but I, I would love for you all to just maybe share a little bit about 
about the documentary and uh, and and how that came to be. I just I think I think it's unique. I just think it's really cool. You guys don't. I mean, I, I can't think of any other professional learning organization that has a documentary, a, like a film, to, to the extent that you can. I mean, there, you know, some others, and we, I won't mention any names, but, you know, they, others have like the little video clip and you can see it staged and they've been interviewed and, and things like that. But you guys have like a film documentary that I could, you know, that would, could air on Sundance or, or you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of cool, man, you know. I'm just saying Hey, you want to start? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we, you know, our professional development to us is, a, is an act of reflection. And so Alice mm. and I both do a lot of reflecting. And, um, and so as we look back at our stories, it's a story of growth and, and change and innovation. And um, so we really wanted to just put the story all together and preserve the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been in this for um, 18 years. So um, wow. we um, birthed ERG in 2004. So wow. in November, it will be 18 years. It's going to be an adult. Uh, it's a grown-up now. Right. <laughs> so so ERG was a baby and then a teenager. And now, yes, it is, um, it's a, a grown-up adult. And so we wanted to preserve the story, mm-hmm. um, and we also wanted um, the theme of ERG's growth and the Hope and Alice growth and, um, and the, the growth of the consultants who have aligned with us and the mm-hmm. growth of schools and teachers who have aligned with us. And so um, we wanted to capture the theme of growing all learners and the empowerment Mm -hmm. of the professional development that we do that's live in classrooms. And so we, you know, had an opportunity with uh, a company who was also interested in our story. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were able to get together with them and create the documentary. So that's the history of how, you know, and, and the why behind, behind that um, story. That's very cool. And, and it, um, you know, when we get towards the end, we'll, we'll tell people where they can find it and access it. Um, one of the things, as I mentioned in our pre-conversation to this, to me, the, the moment where, where I think ERG started in, in that cubicle um, I, I thought was was so so powerful and um, t- to me was worth the price of admission for 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 the film um, and we'll do a little bit of a spoiler alert here but I, I would I would love I would love if you two you know Hope and Alice if you could share a little bit about how you literally broke down a wall to to really create this this story this journey of, of growing all learners and, and growth. I just, I just think it's a cool story. You got it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, Alice and I um, landed in an, an office at a central office and um, of a school system and we were in cubicles and there was a cubicle, there was a wall that divided our cubicles and we were running back and forth to each cubicle sharing ideas on how we could help help teachers and wait let's pause the story there so the listener can understand <laughs> the cubicle had orange carpet like carpet like material 
you know, like that's right. So there was like a wooden desk with a computer. If I was in my cubicle, mm-hmm. and then there was like a, a back part that lifted up behind the computer that was orange, like like seventies orange, like Happy Days orange. Yeah, and it was like a material, almost like a. A carpet yeah. is the only way I know to describe it. And yeah. then there would be a wall. And then behind my desk, there was another long counter with those, um, it looks like those um, airline luggage compartments, you know, that open up. Yeah. And behind that was the orange carpet. Wow. So I was in one of those. I remember and then that. behind the wall, Hope was on the other one yeah. with the orange carpet. I, I know what space they're talking about, too. <laughs> we're, we're being, you know, I want discreet. to paint the picture. Yes. Paint the picture. But that I, I love... and. Happy Days Orange. Though. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Or Tupperware. You know, like yeah. the old Tupperware. Yeah. We're totally dating ourselves right yeah, now. This is great. Are. All right. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, and Alice and I, I just figured out. Um, <laughs> we figured out real quickly that we had the same mindset and the same philosophy about um, education. And we would just go from cubicle to cubicle talking. And so, one day. And, if, and, and again, I know we're stopping you, Hope. But, uh, th- but how, I apologize, but how did you know that? Like you, like you, you know, in, in the cubicle, like you gravitated, you know, towards Alice. How did you, how did you know that? That you guys were like on listening to the same radio station, so to speak. Mm. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yes. We definitely were on the same, we had the same vibe. Yeah. Um, we both um, drove um, Volvo's <laughs> station wagons. We did. We had the same car. Hers we, was newer. We both um, had three-year-olds. Oh, wow. We both had formerly lived in the West End of Winston-Salem and did mm-hmm. not run into each other. So there was, what is the word that you call it? Synergy. Synergy, kinship. Synergy, kinship. Um, it was like Alice and I had been living like parallel lives and we and had just finally came together. came together. We landed together. I love that. And, uh, you know, we would get together and talk about, um, at, I'm not sure it was named at that point, but formative feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not just testing, but formative feedback, live formative feedback in the act of learning. We would talk about process-oriented strategies, not programs in classrooms. We would talk about, um, you know, in reading, um, you know, having books in students' hands many minutes of the day, mm. you know, lots of reading time. We would talk about math manipulatives. You know, we would talk about these, you know, ideas um, at the time was very innovative. And, um, and you know, we wanted to help teachers live in their classrooms from the, from the get-go. So we, we just literally got tired of running from cube to cube. And one day we said, what would happen if we take down this wall? Wow. So we just, I think we may have asked for permission, may not, but right. we took down the wall. <laughs> we may or may not have asked. I can't remember that that, was, very, that was very diplomatic, and you're doing the plausible deniability. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Right. Yes, I yeah, can't recall. <laughs> we took down the wall, and we found a big circle table to put in the middle of our cubicles, and oh we began God. collaborating. And oh. um, I am one that I learned, I think, we, Alice and I both, both believe that learning is a social process. Mm-hmm. And so we were learning, you know, and so we had, we have made a space so that we could collaborate. Wow. I get chills hearing that because so often, and I, I reference this in the podcast and, and, and really the, 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 the podcast, you know, what part of it is this is, I do this for my own, as I told you, my own kind of creative outlet. But, but also 
I, I do this because I know that folks who, who do listen that they're, you know, teaching, leading is a real lonely profession. And that, so I, I really try to be, in, in some cases, that distant thought partner for a listener who does, who, who either lacks, may, may be afraid or had, doesn't have the courage or the, the chutzpah or can't find the, the kinship because, man, when we're teaching and working schoolhouse, sometimes we just can't see beyond five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's hard, and, it's, and it gets harder and harder, and especially in the pandemic, mm-hmm. it gets harder and harder to find kinship where we're doing our best to keep each other safe and, and, and be healthy and, and, and those things. Um, but, but again, your story is just so, is so, is so powerful and, and a powerful lesson for teachers and educators to just, Hey, tune in and, you know, you, you know, maybe, Hey, you drive a Volvo too. And Hey, what, what, what if we, you know, what, what, yeah. you know, you got, you, you're up with a three-year-old. Yeah. You know, man, the, the, the teething, you know, or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but I just think that's such a powerful, powerful story, how you all, so, so you, you broke down the wall and, and, and you put the table and you got the happy day orange and, and, and you've got this, this kind of space. So how did that, how, how did we go from happy day orange cubicle to taking a bigger leap <laughs> together into ERG and this, this kind of unknown? You know. Well, we, in, at our round table in the midst of the cubicle, we would talk about, um, our, part of our job was related to what was called formative assessment, but really was not formative assessment. It was the, like a quarter test for the district that Hope and I were charged with writing and yeah. then actually shooting through the machine and then teachers would get their scores. and. So just because we had been former teachers, we knew well, we need to go to the schools when people get these scores and we need to talk to them and help them with this thing that they are required to do. So in those conversations, people were crying and kids were upset and being punished and mm. some kids were getting reward pizza parties and it was just all kinds of sideways. And so Hope and I would go back to the cubicle and say, you know, what can we do? What can we do to make this better? Right. And given the fact that it is a requirement for all of us. And so we knew instinctively that we needed to help teachers and we wanted to get into the space where we say, hey, let's see how you're teaching this and then let's work together to think about how we can grow and mm. how you can grow and how your kids can grow if this is your, your you know, whatever it is you need, your, your pain point sort of thing. And so we hope came up with a little menu of, you know, these are the things we can offer teachers. Let's get it out to schools and say, here's, here's what we can do for you. And then I'll let Hope pick up the store from there. Yeah, so um, Alice and I, actually I think we did this together. We made like a little tri-fold uh, menu and, um, and we put all the services mm-hmm. that we could offer from our little department. And... We shared it with a, our leader, and he was not impressed. And um, wow. he just said that we needed to get back to um, making those tests mm-hmm. and, uh, and then relaying, you know, the information to the teachers. And so, um, I mean, I just decided at that moment that, that this just wasn't – I'm not one to do work that I don't believe in. Right on. 
And so I, I am just not that type of person. I can't do things that do not fill me up. And, um, and so um, we decided to, to leave our jobs and, um, and create ERG. And we, with the same idea of that little flyer, yeah. with those little services that we wanted to do for the school system. And um, so, you know, we, we found ourselves an office and we went to that office every day and we would just sit around and think and talk to mentors and read books and study about ways that we um, could do professional development independently of, of the school system. Mm. And 18 years later, the story continues <laughs> and the journey continues. I know we've, we've talked a little bit about the past and, and the present, and, and I know as, and, and, and you mentioned, Hope, the power of reflection and, and how in, in our practice as, as educators, we, we need to take that time to, to kind of sit back and, and, and do that. And sometimes there are days and times when that's easier said than done. But upon reflecting upon the future, and where where we're going, I, I, I would love lo, love for you to, to share hope, and then and then Alice piggyback if you could. Just where, where do you where do you see just in terms of professional learning and education and in the future? What what's your what's your crystal ball? If we're shaking the, the magic eight ball right now, so to speak. Um, what do you see? Well, so we we've had um, just a tremendous and, and blessed 18, 18 years of um, working together, building a team of consultants, and also having three sole source um, relationships and collaborating, collaboratorship, collaboration. Collaboration. Yeah. Collaborations. Yeah. Take another sip of the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. With high level um, vocabulary. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Lady Sammons and Sue Brookhart and Debbie Miller. And mm-hmm. so um, we are, I mean, I'm, I think we're interested, and in, I'm personally interested in just, um, you know, working on um, just those three, with those three collaborators, carrying on their work for them as they retire. Um, I'm also um, just interested in, like, through the documentary to, um, get stories, success stories, um, out to teachers and, um, just provide, um, you know, opportunities and situations where they know that, you know, if they, you know, get a a collaborator or they get a partner, Mm -hmm. what all that can happen and all of the change that can happen when, um, you align your your thoughts and, and good things with someone else. I'm also um, interested in working on uh, some advocacy mm. um, for um, teachers. And um, again, I mentioned that, you know, I'm not a big fan of a lot of testing, a lot of teaching going on. So, um, you know, I I'm, I'm love talking about that. I, mm-hmm. I think that Alice and I are both interested in, you know, t- now really talking and discussing our work through podcasts and, and just with groups of uh not just building relationship, um, but also just advocating for the ideas that we've seen working for 18 years now. Nice. Thank you. And I think the only thing I would add to that is this idea that we've, you and I have talked about um, is this instructional leadership lane mm-hmm. of um, 
because of, you know, we're obviously not young chickens anymore. Some of the people I've coached are now principals. And wow. some of the people that wow. I've coached are district level mm-hmm. office people, you know. And so I know their instructional lineage, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there that haven't had access, like Hope was saying, of really, really good practices and good professional development that's quality, that's useful, that's mm-hmm. um, relevant, and that's empowering. And so I think there's sort of this idea that if you're a principal, you know how to do all the stuff. But you're really faced right now, I feel like more than ever, a, a challenge instructionally. Yes. And so how are we supporting instructional leaders? You know, whether they're assistant principals, coaches at the school, principal, like how are we supporting them? Like where's the network? Where's the safety net? And I think I'm hearing that, not explicitly, but through my conversations where principals are drowning, mm-hmm. saying, I, I don't I don't know how to do this, you know, where can we get help? And I think that ERG is in a nice place where we can offer that help. It can look lots of ways. Right. Um, but we can offer that help of instructional leadership we know is going to flower out and grow all learners which is back to our mission so if we're being our chief mission officers like Brene Brown says you know that's right if if we're staying true to our mission then I do believe some of our work is going to need to be instructional leadership support and that can still be our collaborators it can still be formative assessment it can still be all the best practices that we know but we just we just create it where it's more accessible for the leaders in the district who have no time for anything anyway right no there is no time (laughs) i mean this is a saturday morning that we're we're gathered here you know i you know i'm not going to bring up the fact that i wasn't in the documentary you know (laughs) Oh, I did. I just did. But that's okay. That's the okay. The next one. Yes, the next, the next one. one. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, and again, I, I love the, the, the atmospheric music. Nothing against the soundtrack. I get it. And I know we, we have budgets and we can't, you know, uh, get Paul McCartney or Adele to, 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 to write a theme song for, for the documentary. But, you know, this is the principal liner notes. I've made a Beatles reference. I've now made an Adele reference. Um, what, 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 if, if you had your pick, and, and, and again, y'all don't need to have consensus on it, because you know, I don't hope you're an individual person, you, you probably have very distinctive musical taste. You know, Alice, same thing, individual person, distinctive musical taste, even though that you do have this kind of synchronous uh, kinship with the Volvos and the three-year-olds and, <laughs> and all. And, Who are now 22. Oh my gosh, yes, they, they grow so fast. Yeah. Um, you know, that reminds me, before I get to that question, I, 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 will, I, I probably, ha- I, I had, and I, I think it was you, Alice, where you were doing something back on the district level, back in the day when you were still in the district, and, and, and either I was a, a young, budding English department chair, um, and I remember sitting in something that you all were presenting. I, I, I have a very distinct memory of this. We didn't know we, we didn't know each other, and I've never told you. This. I hope this is a good story. This is a good story, <laughs> and and then I mean it was not it was it was it was pretty. This is something I need to say I don't recall. Well, no, it was really cool, and <laughs> okay. and, I, and and you were and you really were you were talking about data and assessment, and and that was really kind of my first exposure 
to really understanding what how how to use data okay. at the at, at the time. And and I was so excited and and thrilled and and, and then your whole department left. So, <laughs> you both left, you know. That's true. Yeah, and and I remember, you know, months later, well, man, you know, those guys that were talking about, you know, whatever and this, that, and the other, and uh, you know, I was, you know, and again, I didn't know you, but but one of the people, your old boss, and 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 like he, he retired, and the whole department just left, you know, and, and I was really bummed and sad about that. Mm-hmm. And then, and I, and again, I've never told you guys this because, and then, and then when we, we did years later, then when we connected, uh, at, you know, yeah. full circle and, and I, I've been meaning to tell you all that in Aww, some way, but I just, I'm so glad. but, but the, but the documentary kind of jogged my memory uh-huh. a little bit about that. But anyway, back to my question, there's, this is so informal. And so, so thank you. Um, so what's 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 a theme song for ERG? What 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 would be your pick hope? You know, do, do, I mean, or do you, and maybe you already do have a theme song. Maybe like you know, in the middle of the day, is like it's twelve o'clock. We're putting on Steely Dan. That's our jam. You know, what what's that's? I mean, maybe you don't have that, but what what would be? <laughs> you, you don't put on Steely Dan. No. <laughs> but but what 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 would you think is what would be a song or an album? Oh, this is so hard. I know. Why did you front load us? I love some music. Yeah. No right or wrong answer. I, um, it's funny that you mentioned Adele because, um, I'm listening to a lot of Adele right now. Yeah. She has a new album out. It's phenomenal. 30. 30. 30. And, um, Adele has been going through some big changes Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years and her album was written I think doing during her crisis slash growth I think a, a more positive way of saying that was a growth period right on and I really love the song go easy on me yeah oh my god yeah and I think like at this moment that may be a good theme song f- for teachers mm. go easy on me um, and so I've, I've been thinking a lot about that song and, and how it relates to my personal life and work and mm-hmm. the work that I do with teachers. So I'm going to go with that song. I can accept that. That is... Go easy on me. Yeah. Oh, Alice? I'm a, I don't feel like I need to defer. I need a minute. That's um, okay. There's so many songs. You can pick two or three. I mean... Well, I did, I was just thinking, like, I love Dave Matthews, um, but I'm also in love with Morgan Wade right now. Do you know her? Yeah, Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm crazy in love with her yeah. and her whole thing. Yes. Um, because I do think she kind of embodies a lot of ERG stuff. Like, I just can I don't know if I can use profanity, but she's just badass. We can use that. Okay. It's okay. She is just totally badass. <laughs> and um, even on social media, mm-hmm. like, this guy criticized something the other day. Jeez. and she went right back at him and was like, sorry, Henry, I'll yeah. um, be sure to inform you before I cut a new record. You yeah. know? And I was like, oh, my God, I love her. Yeah. Um, and so she has Wilder Days, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right alignment. But that song to me is really about, um, you know, she met this person later in life, but she feels like he's not really, him, like, at his core, like he's kind of holding mm-hmm. back, 
And so I just think it's become a special song for a couple friends of mine. Like this summer, we listened to it on the beach, and then we put it on our little playlist on mm-hmm. Spotify. And, um, and it's just become sort of this thing of Wilder Days. You know, like we'll text each other and be like, hashtag Wilder Days. And, and I just feel like ERG is like that. Like it was authentic. It, it came from this incredibly organic place, and it's mm-hmm. continuing to go. And I hope Morgan Wayne doesn't listen to this and say I misinterpreted her song. But that's okay. um, I, I just feel like that's a, that's a good fit for me right now. Well, I'm sure Morgan Wade would be very grateful, um, you know, for your, your take on it. And, and uh, you know, I hope she's listening. That would be great. That would be amazing. And I hope Adele's listening. <laughs> that would be uh, you know, even Oh, yes. <laughs> But but you you no I, I appreciate that you guys uh, it was funny on the on the way over here because I, again I make a lot of connections to, to music and it, it, it's in my DNA and, and earlier you know I, I made the, the reference of you guys are like you know Lennon and McCartney and and how the, the, the two of them bonded over the fact that they both loved to write songs together that's how the Beatles started so to speak that you know Lennon was writing songs McCartney was writing songs and they found that common ground. And, and, and had that synergy. But I wasn't listening to the Beatles on the way over. I was actually listening to Heart, Anne and Nancy really? Wilson. Yes. And because you guys, you know, have that, that kind of renegade, so to speak, um, drive. Like, we, we are going to do our own thing in service of, of teachers, just like Anne and Nancy Wilson. We're going to do, you know, we're, we're not going to be like these these waifs on a side, so to speak, we're going to do badass rock and roll, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, we'll, we'll do an occasional ballad. And, and if you listen to heart, you know, there's, you know, there, there, it's, it's heavy, it's hard, but then they also have like, you know, their little dog and butterfly period where it's very mellow and ethereal and, and, and all, and all of that. But, but they never in, in, in my mind compromised their vision, just as you two are uncompromising. In, in your vision. So, you know, we mentioned Julie Hassan and I, 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 I said in the podcast when she was on, like, she's like the Carol King of, of education. You guys are the heart of education, not just in terms of Anne and Nancy Wilson, but just in terms of, I mean, it's so evident that you love what you do. You elicit that in, in the teachers and schools that you serve. I know that I've benefited, um, you know, fr- from it, um, you know, in, in on, on a lot of levels. But but uh, thank you all for being the, the, the heart of education. And for those that want to find you and and uh, follow you and how, how, where, where, do, where do we go? I know I know you've got a book that you published last yes. year. So um, it's called How to Look at Student Work to Uncover Student Thinking um, through ASCD. Thank you, ASCD. And of course, Susan Bricard. Yes. Who was a co-author on that. Um, that is on our website, which is myedresource.com, www.myedresource.com. And um, on social media, Hope's definitely taking the lead on Twitter. We're at Learn with ERG, right? Um, yes, we are at Learn with ERG. I am at Hope Reagan One um, awesome. on, social, on Twitter. And um, our documentary is both. Um, on both of those sites pinned at the top. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And at Learn With Erg is our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter mm-hmm. sort of thing. And um, that's at Learn With ERG. Oh, yeah, sorry. I can't <laughs> see me. So, ERG, okay. at, at Learn With ERG. 
There are so many great places to find you guys, and, and also if you're here in, in, in Winston-Salem, um, Bailey Park, you're in the heart of downtown, so Education Resource Group. Thank you, Hope Reagan. Thank you, Alice Oakley. Thank you for being the heart of education, and thank you for coming to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I, I'm, I'm geeking out, and I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you're doing to get, you know, just the conversation going. Awesome. Well, we'll, you know, even though I wasn't in the documentary, that's all <laughs> Next right. Time. Next, Next time. time. We'll, we'll, Next we'll, time. We're going to find a way to, to, to partner and collaborate and, and uh, break down uh, a cubicle or two. Right. More walls to go down. You got it. Happy days orange. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks. you. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and a very warm thanks to both Alice Oakley and Hope Reagan of ERG. I am so grateful that they took time out of their weekend to spend some time with me and sharing their story. And I am truly inspired and enriched by both Hope and Alice. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at learn with erg and you can also follow them on instagram with that same handle learn with erg you can also visit the website and learn more about erg and delve into their services and resources and that website is myedresource.com, myedresource.com. There on that website, you can find Alice's book that she co-wrote with Susan Brookhart entitled How to Look at Student Work to Uncover Student Thinking. And that comes to us from ASCD. Also, be sure to check out their inspiring story on professional learning and their collaboration. It's called Growing All Learners, the ERG impact. Hope and Alice are truly the heart of education and of course somewhat of a play on the term heart, the actual heart that we all have for kids and the compassion and love that stems from that but also a nod to Nancy and Ann Wilson of the band Heart. Again, thank you so much Hope and Alice and I am grateful for you and grateful for all that you're doing for schoolhouses and teachers and instructional leaders all over the world. This is Sean Gaylord from the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I hope that you are able to share your dreams and your passions with the world because guess what? The world needs them and the world needs you. As always, peace and I will catch you on the flip side.